Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How are you doing this week? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, you know, nothing bad happened. Just had some frustrating things happen, which I was telling you about before we started recording. But for the listener's sake, uh, I'm I'm painting a uh, master grade Gundam Barbatos kit, um, and I've been painting on it, been working on it for a week and a half, two weeks now, and this type of kit has a fully sculpted, articulated inner frame, and then armor that goes over the outside of it, and this is my first foray into fully painting inside and out, head to toe. Uh, a Gundam kit. You know, I've painted frame details before and I've painted armor parts before, but I've never painted the entire kit, as in every single piece. Um, so that's 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 been fun, it's been time consuming. Um, but I've also lost a lot of time because I'm I'm using uh spray paints uh tamiya brand spray paints which they spray super fine uh little rattle cans they're only three ounces uh, 100 milliliters each one uh but i can get them online from a company for about five bucks a pop normally they cost like eight dollars in retail uh last week i ran last wednesday i ran out of the light gun metal that i was doing the frame uh Thursday, I went to a hobby shop in Johnson City when I was from a, went from a laser hair removal, and it was the only color they were sold out of. So I had to order some. Got it on Saturday. Well, Saturday I ran out of primer. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" And longtime listeners will know if you've paid attention. I live in a very rural area. Like closest Walmart to me is about thirty-five minutes away. Uh, and everything in my town closes at 5 o'clock on Fridays and doesn't reopen until like 8 o'clock on Mondays. It's just like, fuck it, it's the weekend. If you need something, go to Walmart. Well, Misty wasn't going to drive an hour round trip just for a single $5 can of primer. Uh, it costs more gas to get up there and back. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'll just wait Monday morning. The lumber, the lumber company will open up 8 o'clock and we'll get some Monday morning. We did. Got back to painting. Been making good progress. This morning I ran out of my white paint. And this suit is predominantly white. I mean, there's accented colors of blue and gold and red. But it's predominantly white. And I ran out of white. And I had to order more paint. So now it's going to be a few more days before I can get anything done. And it's frustrating because... What I've gotten done, it looks really fucking good. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much been my week. Just hanging out, painting, uh, watching stuffs, And uh, yeah, how's your week been? Uh, mostly uneventful. Like, uh, you know, doing chores and stuff like that. I did, I do have three things I want to bring up because they're all entertainment based, but um the uh 
I kind of talked to Maya about this mostly. Actually, two of the three I talked about with you quite a bit. But um, everyone needs to watch the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max. Straight the fuck up. Um, look at it as like an Elseworld sort of uh, DC universe. Um, and it just, it's kind of designed to make fun of DC as a whole. But in a very smart and clever way. So the general story, if you don't know, um, Harley Quinn and, and Ivy escape prison together, escape Arkham together. And uh, Harley, like, Harley realizes very quickly that Joker is poison for her. So she uh, she tries to become her own villain. And Ivy is there trying to help her along the way, but, like, not being super successful because it's fucking Harley Quinn. Um, and, uh, through the course of the show, they become a couple. Um, that's season one. Season two. That also mirrors the comics. I mean, they've been a couple right, yeah. of oh, comics yeah. for several years now. Big inspiration from the comics. Um, the difference is the, the, the comedy level, the, the silly parody level, if you will. Because Bane looks like Bane, but he talks like this. Oh, very yeah. Tom Hardy from The Dark Knight. Yes, but there's a lot of comedy in that too. Um, but my Dark favorite thing about the show is the transfer. What's that? I mean, The Dark Knight Rises, not The Dark Knight. Whatever, I know what you meant. I'm yeah. sure our audience can too. Um, my favorite part of it is the transformation of the Joker. So at the end of season two, <clears throat> something profound happens to the Joker. And his, like, new position in the world in season three is fucking fantastic. I don't want to spoil it. I'm just saying, like, you gotta watch this show. Like, it's genuinely really fucking funny. Um, do you know the comedian? Uh, <sighs> he's a large black dude and very soft-spoken voice, but he's a stand-up comic. Kind of think of his fucking name. If I if I had his name, you'd know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. Oh shit! Shit on my ass. Uh, um, oh my! I'm gonna look up his name real quick because that's gonna fucking kill me. Was that too much? Is that uh, no, no? Um, well, Alan Tudyk does the voice of Clayface, which is fucking hilarious. Ron Funches. Oh, Ron, Ron Funches. Funches. Yeah. He voices yeah. King Shark. Oh well, but it's not the it's it's a completely different King Shark than you've ever seen before, because as it's just Ron Funches doing the voice, like there's no alteration to his cadence or anything. King Shark in this is is really smart, um, and a little bit of a hacker. Hmm. And um, like Diedrich Bader is Batman. Oh shit. Uh, Christopher Maloney's Commissioner Gordon. Oh, there's a whole fucking thing with Commissioner Gordon that's hilarious. Jim Rash is the Riddler. Um, there's an there's an elderly Jewish man who has a wheelchair that has like gadgets on it. Um, and he's vo- his name is Cy Borgman. Get it, Cy Borgman? Yeah, clever. Uh, voiced by Jason Alexander. 
yeah, it just goes on and on and on. And it's just, oh my God, it's so fucking good. Like, I cannot recommend it enough. And they just had their Valentine special, which is why I was bringing this up. And, oh, uh, it's so fucking funny. It is so fucking funny. Do you, you know the character uh, Etrigan, right? Who? Etrigan, the demon that rhymes, that exclusively talks in rhyme, that has teamed up with Constantine. No. Uh, fuck. Well, <laughs> I didn't read any Constantine growing up, and I'm, that's I not a demon either. I'm quite familiar with. That's what he looks like. Oh, you can't see my camera. I don't know why I was doing that. Anyway, um, yeah, he's like, he's a magical being, and uh, um, in this, in the Harley Quinn show, he actually runs a magical shop in the middle of Gotham. And this is the first time he's ever shown up. But for the Valentine special, because of him helping Harley Quinn, because Harley comes in and says, I want to give Ivy, Ivy the, the best orgasm she's ever had. So he, he gets her the, the, the incantation, gives her the best orgasm, but because Ivy's connected to the green, which is what like uh, Swamp Thing is a part of too, or... Man thing, swamp thing. No, it's swamp thing in DC. Man things in yeah, Marvel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. So I, I don't know why I get the shit confused, but yeah. So because you know she's connected to the green, it causes all these flower petals to go all over Gotham. That when they land on a person, it causes them to go into this like extreme horny state where they just are like everyone in Gotham's fucking in the middle of the street. That's um, awesome. At the same time. Bane has met a dominatrix who wants to take him back to her apartment and have sex. But because of a scene prior, he's worried he has too small of a dick. So he goes to Etrigan, um, uh, gets, a, gets a potion that he pours on his junk, which burns. And it learns that the reason it's burning is because he, he takes uh, HGH, which is a great joke for Bane. Uh, which causes him to go in to turn into a kaiju. But then the flower petals hit him, and now he's a giant kaiju with a raging fucking heart on. And he can't oh stop fucking It is oh my God. hilarious. And that's just that's just a little taste of this entire special. Like it's intercut with like DC um couples talking about how they like fell in love or something that like my favorite one was, was Dark Side. That was the funniest one. Like, it's, I, I cannot, do the show so good. And that's the thing. I wouldn't recommend watching this Valentine's special without having watched seasons one, two, and three. Okay, I got like, you. There's some, there's some context in it that you have to have for it to make sense. Like, I'm in that, in that little de description, I'm leaving things out. Well, I assume as much. Like, Riddler, um, he's, he comes out as gay. Which great for him. Uh, falls in love with Clock King, which is an old school Batman villain. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are a couple in the show, and that's been a thing for a minute. Like, here's the thing about the show: it's crass in its humor, but progressive in its storytelling. Kind of like South Park. Kind of like South Park. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, like. Do you remember the episode from like 2014 of South Park where Cartman wants to be trans so that way he can use the girls' bathroom? 
But this backfires on him because he's a piece of shit. I didn't see that one, but now I'm going to have to watch it. It's it's pretty funny. Like he he yeah he tries to use the bathroom or he he wants he doesn't want to use the boys' bathroom anymore, so he starts calling himself Erica, and <laughs> um, uh, everyone gets pissed off at him in the school. And but Mr. Garrison is the only one that's just like let Cartman do his thing. Like he's like let Eric fucking be a piece of shit. You don't want this fight, trust me. But the school fought it anyway. And it and like they had to learn essentially that trans people just want to use a fucking bathroom. They just want to take a piss or a shit. Mm-hmm. That's it. And uh, so the school then is says like, you know, we're going to respect everybody for who they are and who, what bathroom they want to use. And for all the children that don't want to use the bathroom with trans people, we have an exclusive bathroom for you. <laughs> and it was like the basement or some shit. It was really fucking funny. You have to watch it. Nice, nice. But the reason I the reason I bring that up is because. Uh, a bunch of morons on Twitter have taken a clip of Cartman using the girls' bathroom out of context. And I've uh, been like, South Park is the only show that's not woke. <laughs> like, you are dumb as shit. Uh, have like, you ever watched an episode? What the fuck? Not. I mean, Man anyway, Bear so Pig. The- Man Bear Pig's been the allegory for climate change since 2005. Yeah. That was like season three, I think. No, nah, it, was, it was more like season. Oh, nine. it had been later. It had to been like two, it had to been like two thousand, right? I um, don't know. First appearance of Man Bear Pig in South Park. April twenty sixth, two thousand six. Okay, April twenty sixth, two thousand six. I thought it was earlier than that, but it was after an, an Inconvenient Truth. That's when that when that movie came out. That's when they made fun of it. I just couldn't remember what year that came out. Um. Anyway, so the other thing I wanted to bring up was I saw Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Is it the is it in in my top ten Marvel movies? Absolutely not. But is it an eight out of ten? Yes. Um. The biggest thing that I enjoyed from it was its creativity. Because they're in the quantum realm, they can kind of get away with whatever they want. Um, and uh, the scenery, the the visuals, the 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 I don't even want to call them aliens, like some atomic creature, some atomic creatures, mm-hmm. I guess is what you call them. Fucking awesome to look at, like really fucking fun. Uh, the story is somewhat basic, like. Scott's entire personality in this movie is I have to protect Cassie. That's it. Not really much else. Um, Which ultimately is fine because we have so many characters in the movie that you kind of have to do something like that. But but when you do something like that, it kind of takes away from other aspects, you know, like character development. But we've also had two whole movies and other subsequent movies with Scott in it. So it's not like yeah. he needed character growth, per se. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's fun. It's just a fun movie. It, it, puts, it puts King the Conqueror in a, oh, fuck, this guy is, like, he's a serious threat kind of perspective. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I, I, I 
I don't. Here's here's another thing: is I don't necessarily think it is pertinent to rush to the theater to see it. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. Like if you want to see it, go see it. It's not it's not going to be a waste of your money. But if you're like, I don't have the time and money right now, and it'll probably be out of theater, so I'll just wait for Disney Plus. Do that. Yeah, because they've been doing what forty five days after theater, they put mm-hmm. it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Roughly. So end of fucking March. Well, I think it'll be a little longer than that because uh, 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 Wakanda Forever was it was longer than 45 days because that came out at the end of November. Did it? Hold on. Uh, release date for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. In the United States November of America, 11th. Black Panther. With- okay. Now on... Disney Plus February 1st so that was almost 90 days yeah hmm now regardless I mean did what's you just the say next? irregardless no I said well regardless okay boy oh boy <laughs> but if you want to get technical about it irregardless is a fucking word regardless of what you think I know it's a word I don't want it it's dumb fucking dumb i don't it's a fucking double it's a double negative and i hate it yeah i know i know that's why um but all right what i was going to say once regardless of you know when when i see it when is the next marvel movie coming out what is the next release uh let's see next marvel movie release uh, I'd rather go to Cinema Blend. Thank you. Guardians of the Galaxy, May 5th. And I don't think that that movie is going to tie to Ant Man in any way, shape, or form. No, probably not. But I'll definitely go see that one. And then they moved Marvel, uh, the Marvel's back to November 10th. Huh. Nothing against Ant Man, but I'd rather go see a Guardians movie than an Ant Man movie. It's fine. I keep telling people over and over and over, like, I grew up on the fucking comic books. The comic books are not, like, you don't have to, have to, have to, have to read the individual stories to enjoy the big team up. Like, oh, I didn't watch Miss Marvel. Okay, so, hey, Miss Marvel's going to show up in an upcoming movie that might be important because there's multiple characters in it. So maybe check that one out and you'll get, you'll understand what her powers and character are in that fucking movie. Much like the fucking big team ups. Like, I'm not lying. Like, did I read every fucking comic growing up? No. Like, I didn't. I, I read, didn't read a shit a ton, but I couldn't, it was impossible to read everything. Uh-huh. Hell, when I worked in a comic book store back in 1995, I picked up because I got a 40% discount on everything. I picked up 43 titles a month. 43 titles a month in 1995. And that still didn't... I still wasn't reading shit that I'm in love with now. That was publishing then. Like Sandman and Hellboy and, you know, uh, uh, Preacher and, you, you know, shit like that. But like Disney, 
Disney loves its Star Wars and Marvel because it makes them money, right? Mm-hmm. Follow, follow me here. There's a reason I'm doing this. They lost a huge fucking number of subscribers last month. Like, I'm talking millions. And people went, oh, it's because they're going woke with Marvel and Star Wars. No. Oh, my God. They lost those subscribers because they lost Cricket. They couldn't stream Cricket on fucking Disney Plus anymore. I'm not kidding. That is literally it. Because guess what? what? What's Cricket? The sport. Oh. Um. Yeah, they lost. They lost that contract. So people who watch cricket exclusively dropped off the platform. And guess what? Like, the reason I bring that up is because superheroes, sci-fi, fantasy, are not the biggest money makers in entertainment. It's sports. Period. Hands down. EA. Electronic Arts. People go, oh, man's a huge moneymaker. Not really. How is it not? That's the biggest FIFA. Holy shit. They could drop every single contract other than FIFA and still stay like as one of the highest moneymakers in, in gaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no Fortnite, but... People, I don't think people realize that. Like, And the, the reason I bring that up is because for, for Disney... When they look at Marvel, they're like, as long as you're making enough to bring money back in from ticket sales, then we're good. And even if you don't, like, one of your movies will. Yeah. So, I just, like, people don't understand that that's how that's going to work. So, that's why I say all the time, like, a lot of these, like, okay, when Secret Wars comes out, or Secret Invasion comes out. Yeah, you're probably going to want to be caught up. And whether that's through a fucking video on YouTube or watching the whole thing, then fine. I had a guy that I talked to who couldn't stand Miss Marvel. He just didn't enjoy it. He was like, it's not for me. And I'm like, then it's not for you. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's still like, are you going to stop watching Marvel because they came out with Miss Marvel? Or are you going to still be excited for the characters you like? Yeah. Like most of the superheroes in Marvel... I met through reading Spider-Man. I had never read a Fantastic Four for for years. I only knew them through Spider-Man. Same with Daredevil. Um, X-Men was a different fucking, because that was through the cartoon. Uh, Like, people don't realize this, but, you know, a lot of people put Iron Man up there with, like, one of the most popular superheroes. And I'm like, the fuck he was? Like no, even was, when, even when his movie was announced, he was considered a B-level character. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it was, it was Spider-Man, Cap, Hulk, Wolverine, X-Men, Hulk. Those were all the A-list. Like maybe Hell, Fantastic the- Four was even the A-list back then. No, they weren't. Yeah, yeah they weren't. Yeah. But anyway, no, they they were. That's what I'm saying. In the, in the early 2000s, they were. Were they? Mm-hmm. They were fucking phenomenal back then. When Mark Wade was on the book. Well, I'm not saying they weren't. My, I'm I'm just saying like in popularity terms, like say it, like well, they were, which which they were, comics got they were pretty more. popular in the 90s and early 2000s. 
Well, I'm not and saying then, they. I'm not saying they weren't. Because I had a I had a math teacher who had tons of Fantastic Four memorabilia on his walls and shit when I was in seventh grade. Then they came out with those awful fucking movies at Fox. Oh, oddly enough, Punishers and is at a list when it comes to popularity. Not, and I'm not talking about recently. I'm talking about like in the early 2000s. Oh yeah. But, but that's the thing is like these movies are going to make characters more popular. They're going to make them stand out, you know, because they're they're films. You know, they you have less time. That's the thing people got to understand. Like. If an entire storyline is happening for a superhero, it's going to be 24 to 36 fucking issues long, which is which is a couple years worth of storytelling because mm-hmm. one issue of a comic book comes out a month. Yeah. So, but anyway, I don't want to go too deep into that shit because uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, good movie, 8 out of 10. And for anybody can bitching about fucking MODOK in the movie, he's fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. He's funny. He's silly. He's a legitimate threat. Like, he almost kills Cassie twice. So. But it's fucking MODOK we're talking about here. Yeah. So, chill the fuck out. Um, Anyway, the last thing I want to talk about before we get to our reviews is uh, there was a very, like, high-profile game that came out on um, uh, Game Pass on Xbox. It came out yesterday. It came out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what I was trying to say was that, like, even though it came out yesterday, like, it was being talked about for, like, months. And every single promo I had ever seen was, they had there was no dialogue. It just showed like kind of what combat looked like a little bit. And I was like, oh, this looks really interesting. I want to check it out. I had no interest in buying it because it's a single player game and I'm going to rent it or I'm going to get it on Game Pass, one of the two. And it was coming out to Game Pass. And I was like, sweet. So Tuesday morning, yesterday morning of recording this, I download the game. Uh, After an hour of playing it, I turned it off and uninstalled it, uh, which is not a super common thing for me. If I don't enjoy a game, I usually like keep it on the system. So I'm like, I'll give it another chance. This game can go fuck itself entirely. Um, I have sent Maya three different clips. It's it's cringy as fuck. The dialogue is some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard in a fucking game. It is atrocious. And I'm not talking about like... I'm talking about like what the character says in the scenarios or what other characters say in those scenarios. The fucking like 30 minutes. It is a 30 minute fucking intro basically introducing you to the world. Like people go, oh, it's, it feels like Bioshock. No. Bioshock was exciting from the fucking get. You're in a goddamn plane crash. And you are getting to control the character moving to the next thing. In Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, it takes about 30 minutes to get to combat, but there's so much leading up to it that's that's interesting. And you kind of get to choose what pace you want to take it. This game goes, there's not a whole lot to interact with. You're not really given a whole lot of information. You know that it's Russia. You know that like it's, it's a retro future kind of vibe. And you're like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then characters come up and, and like, will we'll explain something to you. 
And you ever read a Michael Crichton book? Once. You know how how he goes into too much detail about the science of something? Yeah. NPCs will do that in this game. Oh. It is so fucking boring. Um, And they do a weird thing with also, like, if you're walking around and somebody's talking, like somebody's talking to somebody else, like not to you, it's just kind of background chatter. Mm-hmm. They'll put very tiny uh, uh, subtitles above the character, above the head. Okay. Of the, who are talking. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> that's real weird and dumb. Um, uh, but that, that's, you know, minor compared to everything else. So you are, you're tasked with walking through the city. You get to this huge fucking building. You go inside, there's nobody around, it's just an empty fucking space, you take an elevator, which takes a minute, and you're talking to your glove, which, the glove's name is C-H-R-L-E-S, C-H-A-R-L-E-S, and he's like, I would prefer to you to call me Charlize, or Char-Char-Char-Charles, or whatever, and he's just like, shut up, glove, I'm calling you Charles, and I'm like, oh. Like wow. majorly aggressive for no fucking reason. Um, so you go up to the top floor, you go into a building again, no interactions with anybody. And then all of a sudden these two fucking like 10 foot tall fucking like I was 15 and designed a robot designed for these two fucking very hot robots with no faces, by the way. Uh, they give you a key. You go back down the elevator you came in and you walk out to the same. Like it's li- I'm not joking. This takes like fucking five minutes and it's, it's there's no discernible reason for it. Um, you get into a car and then all of a sudden a robot lifts you up and then you spend the next fucking 10 flying around these floating cities while a, a disembodied voice just tells you about the history. And I'm like, I just want to play a game. You then get to an area where like, I don't know, the robots are kind of going after you and like, the shit this fucking main character says is so bad. Um, I, I, yeah, I, the best thing I can do for you guys is like just play the first hour and see how bad it is. But the other thing is the combat is uninspired, boring, and janky as fuck. Mm. I play my games on easy because I like to just enjoy a story while you know interacting with it. The combat was so boring to me in this game. Not even boring, just like Jari and I don't know. That was one of the biggest reasons I turned it off and uninstalled it. Yeah. But as I'm playing it, I'm like, this is just, this just sucks. Like, it just wasn't that much fun. And I was like, maybe it gets better. Like, IGN gave it an eight. I've seen a few other groups give it a high score. And I'm like, maybe there's something here that I'm missing. <sighs> I, I called it quits when I got to a save room. And you use the device you would normally use in other games to level up your character's abilities or to level up weapons. And it is the, like, horniest robotic (laughs) fucking fridge in existence. It's, let me play a little dialogue. Oh, no. Let me play, let me just, let me just pull this up to show you how fucking bad it is. Maya says, oh, no, but. I know she's all in. Um, let's see if I can fucking find it. Where did I put that? 
There it is, okay. So, oh, well, I'll turn you on all right, just let me at you. What a great... Oh, I love tough guys. I'm on fire. Closer, I can't reach her. I'm trying, I'm trying. She's one strong-ass bitch. I'm at your service, sugar. Anything from my master? Me on. Oh, I'll turn you on to you soon. So now... Just for context, you are in the system itself. You are on menus. Menus to level up your character and to level up your weapons. That's it. More skills will become available to you soon. But choose shock for now. We were fortunate enough to acquire about 50 grams of neuropolymer. I suggest exchanging this dose with lovely Nora for a new skill. You don't mind. Oh, how can I resist? Now let me show you what I can do. Professionally, I mean. I've seen it. Literally. Crispy critters. I am here to help you upgrade. Somebody in the writer's room went, you know what I would be a good slogan for a character to constantly th say through the game when insulting somebody? Crispy critters. Ugh. He says it like 80 times in the game, according to what I've read online your red-hot pocket rockets. And believe me, handsome, you can upgrade whatever tickles your fancy. Weapons are useful. Open the corresponding window, Major. Get rid of that glove, handsome. You, you don't need him anymore now that you got me. I'll service you however you want. Got a sword? A massive sword? Thrust it deep into my socket so I can make it sturdier and sharper. Nora can upgrade weapons and equipment, as well as manufacture new items from blueprints. To do this, provide the repair vendor with the resources you will undoubtedly find as you rummage through the entire area. You can fill me with whatever you want, big guy. Insert your axe. I'll give you the time of your life. You're sick, you know that. Deeper? Again? Oh, yes, honey, more! More! Yes! That's two minutes. That's a two-minute fucking scene. Yeah. Level up your axe! It's fucking horrible. Oh, it's so fucking frustrating. There's a, there's a whole scene where, like, there's an older lady that you're talking to who's, like, part of the resistance and because these robots uprising or whatever, and, like, her dialogue is bad. And I'm just like, this fucking game sucks. It just fucking sucks. Like, if you're looking to play Atomic Heart, don't. <laughs> just don't. <clears throat> yeah. People are like, well, isn't this isn't the dialogue supposed to be satirical? I'm like, satirical to what? Like that's it's not how satire works. Oh, it's fucking atrocious. Good. It gets an F. Um <laughs> All right. Let's get to reviewing our shows. Jesus Christ, that took a minute. Which we only had oh, two well, things to watch to this week. Yeah. So we're watching episode six of The Last of Us and episode seven of Poker Face. Poker Face. And we're gonna start with Poker Face. Since I came up yeah. with uh, this episode seven, it was titled The Future of the Sport, and it was guest starring Tim Blake Nelson uh, as a declining third generation veteran race car driver, Keith Owens. 
and his rival, a hot-headed up-and-comer, Davis McDowell. And they, their confrontation comes to a head at a Speedway's uh, late model championship via sabotage and a deadly accident. Uh, essentially, um, Tim Blake Nelson's character sabotages the uh, young up-and-comers uh, race car. And he thought that he caused him to wreck on the track. In fact, his daughter was in the car and she went into a coma and she was, you know, severely injured, but no murder this time, just attempted murder. Uh, yeah. Which, which he confessed to. Uh, we don't know what his punishment was. I'm sure it was pretty severe. Uh, but yeah, this one, this one, uh, Charlie was working at a go-kart track and it just so happens one of her coworkers was the mother of the young race car driver. And she witnessed why, uh, she witnessed the young race car driver get his ass handed to him by Tim Blake Nelson's character's daughter on go-kart tracks, uh, repeatedly. And he got mad, and when he saw Tim Blake Nelson uh, sabotaging his car, he decided to let it stay sabotaged and offered to let her get back at her father for not letting her take over when he refused to retire. And that way, you know, she would wreck, and it would be like revenge on the family. Uh, I didn't like this one all that much. Really? I mean, it was fine, but I think this was my least favorite episode. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's definitely like, it's not the best episode by any stretch of the fucking imagination or like even in the top five, but, um, well, this is episode six, seven, seven, seven. To me, it's, it's, it was better than the, the, the band episode. Okay. And I thought that was my least favorite, so. Okay. Because I did enjoy the fact that it wasn't a murder. I really did. I enjoyed that it was, um, sure, an attempted murder, but I thought that the story was, it was fun. Predictable, but fun. I don't know. I enjoyed it. (laughs) I mean, you know, I I didn't, I shouldn't say I didn't like it. I didn't. I don't dislike it. I just didn't like it as well as any of the other episodes, oh, no, I, got you. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because I've said that I about mean, things we watched before, too. So it was, it was still a decent watch. You know, I enjoy Tim Blake Nelson in anything. Yeah. Hell, every time I see the guy, I think about a brother, where art thou? I, for some reason, go to um, Buster. Uh, the fuck's the, the character's name? From uh, the, the fucking uh, movie on Netflix. That's like uh, it's an anthology kind of thing of the Wild West. Oh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Scruggs, thank you. Fuck, I was going to say Strags. I was like, that's not right. That shit was entertaining. I fucking love that movie. It's great. I think I gave it an A in this podcast. But uh, but yeah, I agree with you. He's fucking fantastic. And he's in something. I'm probably going to like it. 
Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. If there's much else to say about it. I, I thought that the uh, I'll, I'll say this about it. The one thing that kind of threw me for a loop was that it seemed like Charlie was less in tune with people's bullshit in this episode than in the past ones. Yeah. A little bit. Um, it kind of felt like she, like maybe it was for our sake to see the show that like, if she's good friends with the person who's the piece of shit, she might ignore some bullshit easily, easier. So, I don't know. You still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Uh, sorry, the, the fucking connection likes to do this whole thing when you're talking. Sometimes we're just like, bah, 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 bah. I'm like, uh-oh. It's fucking website, I tell you. Um, yeah, we're going to have to find a different means of recording, I think, for... Until the first of shit. Yeah. But, and it's only been recent that it's been doing this, just in the past few yeah. weeks. Yeah. I don't know why, what it is. It's not my connection. It's not Nor your mine. connection. And I gave uh, feedback, and they're trying to say, oh, well, your connection was faulty. I was like, my connection is not faulty. I get 350 banks download speed and, like, almost 80-some up. So Yeah. No, and we're, we're hardwired, so yes. it's definitely not a connection issue. And my router is literally two and a half feet from my tower, three feet max. We also have zero issues with any other site that we would use to talk. So, mm-hmm. come on, StreamYard, it's your shit. Yep. But yeah, uh, what, what grade would you give this episode? A solid C plus. Yeah, I was I think. thinking to see myself. Um, I, I I enjoyed it when it came to. The context of the story i thought that the the different setting was fun um also you know uh like you know tim blake nelson tim blake nelson is is always fucking entertaining to watch so it probably gets higher marks because of him but yeah not you know not not the show's biggest showing or best showing because you know that's still that still belongs to uh, the old folks episode. Yeah, that was a good one. That was so fucking fun. Um, but uh, but yeah, solid solid C plus. What about you? Uh, I, I'll give it a C, just a flat C. Um, it it wasn't as enjoyable as other episodes, of course, but it still told an entertaining story. Um. Uh, but yeah, um, I kind of would would have liked to have known the consequences of the fallout of him admitting to it. Uh, you know, because I know there had to be some type of punishment there, but we never really see the punishment type of thing anyway in the show, so I can't really say hold that against it because it's you know it's not like a consistent thing that they do anyway. Uh, but you know yeah. it's i don't know something about 
something about this episode just i don't know maybe it's because i'm not a big fan of stock car racing maybe that i have some you know bias in me in that i don't know maybe there's some some subconscious subliminal bias against it but (laughs) i don't know sorry i mean it's it's acted well enough. It's written well enough. It just fell a little flat for me this week. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Not ever says it's going to be gold. But um, speaking of episodes that yeah, are so gold, that. <laughs> speaking of episodes that are gold, <laughs> episode six. You, you stole simply my titled. Yeah, I did. Uh. Episode six of The Last of Us is titled Ken. Uh, And I'm going to give you a rundown and then we'll talk about it. Uh, Three months after Henry and Sam's death, Joel and Ellie reach a small thriving community in Jackson, Wyoming, where Joel is reunited with his brother, Tommy, uh, who he discovers is about to be a father with his new wife, Maria. Ellie learns about Sarah's fate from Maria. Joel confides in Tommy about Ellie's immunity and his own declining mental state. Joel asks Tommy to take Ellie to the Fireflies as he is afraid he cannot keep her safe. Ellie overhears them and confronts Joel, who insists they will part ways in the morning. Joel changes his mind after remembering his daughter, and the two of them travel to Colorado on horseback. They find the Fireflies have vacated their base, possibly relocating to a hospital in Utah. Joel and Ellie attempt to escape a group of raiders. When one of them attacks Joel, Joel kills him, but he is stabbed during the struggle. Joel and Ellie escape the others, but Joel soon collapses and falls off their horse, leaving Ellie unsure of how to proceed. Hitting the same notes in the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, Like... In the game, you that dam that they came across, that's where they first meet Tommy. And they go by Jackson, but they don't go into the town. But they say, oh, the kids are probably watching movies this evening. You know, because they talked about how they got electricity from the dam and they had a nice little thriving community there, but you never mm-hmm. go into it. This you actually see. Do you not? Because uh, I remember the there's community. a whole scene where you go at, like you go into a spot where Ellie like sees a horse and there's a joke where Joel goes like, um, cause she, she mentioned that she rode a horse and he's like, when the hell have you ridden a horse? Like that's in the game. Yeah. I don't remember exactly 100%, but no, you don't go into the actual town. You just ride by the town. Mm. Like I remember coming up to the bluff. As I remember coming up to the big doors in the game and there's like, the big, like, uh, you know, giant wooden doors, and there's a woman pointing a gun at Ellie and Joel. There's a couple other people pointing guns at Ellie and Joel, and Ellie pulls out her gun, and uh, um, there's a joke where, like, Joel says, we're just passing through, and she makes, the woman at the gate makes a joke about, like, she doesn't look for something like that. And Joel's like, put... And she's like, and then point at first. Um... To which then uh, you hear a voice, and it's Tommy, and he comes out the gate, and uh, the woman up top says, you know this guy? And he goes, yeah, it's my brother. 
and then they hug. They talk about kind of like they're just passing through. And then uh, um, the woman comes around the corner and says, it's a good thing uh, Tommy knew you because that would have been real awkward if I shot you since I'm your sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and the, you go into those giant doors. And I swear. Yeah, what I'm saying is I don't, I don't think there's any gameplay like actually in the town. There might be a cut scene briefly going through it, but not to the level of detail that they went into in the show, well, of course. I also wouldn't call it gameplay as much as you're just walking through the town with dialogue. Yeah. Like you can go and pet a horse and Yeah, I'm not You don't go into the town to the context of the show. Like the town is first first off not that close to the fucking gate in the game. Like the big ass the big ass doors in the game, the town isn't right fucking behind those doors. No, no. Um, but there's also a quick nod to a conversation that Ellie and Joel have about the dam. In the game, Ellie says, Ellie asks what that is, to which Joel says it's a hydroelectric dam, to which Ellie says a hydro, a hydro who? And Joel says it turns water into electricity. And she goes, how does that happen? He goes, look, I know what it is. I don't know how it works. That's yeah, their whole conversation yeah. for the dam. Yep. And so for the show, <laughs> he just cuts it loose. Don't ask because I don't know. <laughs> it's like nice. That's fun. Um. Oh, the scene with the fucking dog. I was like, oh, how's this gonna play out? Because that's that's not something we experience in the game. Yeah. It was interesting. I don't know what was going that? Yeah. I what really liked Pedro Pascal got to act his ass off in this episode oh yeah like you, you're starting to see genuine deep emotions come from him and you know he's expressing to Tommy who really is the only person in the world who knows him um, how afraid he is and how he's losing who he used to be he's losing his hearing he's losing you know his abilities uh you know he's not capable of doing the things that he used to used to do and he's terrified of failing again you know because it's been 20 years and you know he's he still can't get over the fact that he failed his daughter and now he's growing to care for ellie um and he's terrified he's going to fail her. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, there's, there's, there's that. There's also the fact that, like, I like that they're making him proper older. Yeah. Whereas in the game, like, he's, he's 55, but he's, like, crouching all the time. And he doesn't have these, like, issues that 55-year-olds would have. Like, it's a, or 56, I guess, at this point. But, like, so they're playing with that. And I'm like, this is clever. Just real clever. I um, there's a piece of information that I have that was spoken about on the podcast that's hosted by um, Troy Baker. Mm -hmm. I can give you the information, but you have zero context to it. See, now I'm intrigued.
How do I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without, hmm. Okay, I'll just say it like this. In The Last of Us Part Two, Ellie has a love interest by the name of Dina. Yeah, yeah. The little girl that was staring at her when they're eating is Dina. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I got you. The, the problem with saying that, though, is, I don't know, it ruins some shit, but it doesn't matter. Um, You know, we talk spoilers on this podcast, and I'm, I'm just, because that's the thing, you haven't played Last of Us Part 2, and I need you to fucking play it now, <laughs> like today. Fucking driving me nuts. I can't play it today. Mm. It's curing me. It's curing me. Um. That being said, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of little things. There's a there's a scene in the game that is a pivotal moment for the relationship between Joel and Ellie, and they they fucking re- reenacted that basically, almost word for word for the show. Yeah, you have no idea what loss is. I was like, yes, you said the line. <laughs> oh, it's fucking incredible. Oh, I laughed so fucking hard at Tommy's face when you realized that he is in a communist like thing. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. You know, here he is, former United States military veteran, you know, former Marine. And he's like, you know, it's it's one big collective. Everybody shares everything. Joe's like, so it's communism. He's like, no. And then his wife's like, uh, yeah, it's a commune. We're communists. <laughs> His face. His face was just like, oh, oh, my whole world just got shattered there for a second. <laughs> oh, fucking love Tommy. It's funny, too, because in the game, right after that scene, um, some raiders, some bandits attack the dam. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if it was that or if it was Fireflies, but I think it's just Raiders. Raiders, yeah, Raiders. And, uh, yeah, so you have to play the video game and do, like, and and try to escape. But the show was like, now we're going to make this an emotional departure. I'm like, clever. I think that's honestly why I think the show is better than the game. And and I, I tried to explain this to somebody. I said, the game is a 10 out of 10 for me. It is incredibly well done incredibly well structured paced it's fantastic but the show is doing better than the game that's got to be fucking worth something i don't know how you put that in that category like that's why we keep giving the show an s because if the show is better than the game and the game's a 10 out of 10 holy shit yeah yeah and this episode was fucking wonderful uh, just for the storytelling purposes, the, the old couple at the very beginning were funny as hell. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed great. really enjoyed the old Native American couple. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's so good! <laughs> Why didn't you shoot him? Gun was all the way over there. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we on this map? Better tell me the yep. same thing as her. Did you tell him the truth? Yeah. You tell him his truth? Yeah. <laughs> I like the line of uh, 
well, you're not going to scare us. I'm scared him. <laughs> and then it's yeah. on Joel's face. is like, oh, shit, he is terrified. Oh, my God, dude. The show is so fucking amazing. Like, they tell so much story without so much dialogue, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like everyone's a fucking fantastic actor. Neil Druckmann and fucking Craig Matson are absolutely killing it, too. Like, oh, I just I don't know. Like, it's great. It's just great. And I'm happy that it's great. I'm happy that people get to experience this story. Oh, and if you're not experiencing it, you need to be. Yeah. So I'm just going to I'm going to cut to the chase. A plus. It's an A plus fucking episode. This season's yeah. gonna get an S. I just I know it is. Like I don't know I, if unless they botch the ending somehow, which I don't think they will. Yeah, it's just I, it's expert. It's expert storytelling. They they do it in a way that is that is just right. They do it in a way that's smart. Like at the end when they go to that college town in where was that? Colorado Springs, I think. Yeah. Um. And, like, in the game, you kill, like, what, 10, 15 dudes before the final scene where Joel gets skewered? Yeah. Um, you you kill a bunch of guys. This was better done where Joel is like, no, we just have to escape. We just have to get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, that's so much smarter than the fucking game. Just, uh, just mwah, perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, what's your what's your score? I know it's the same. Yeah, yeah, A plus. It's <laughs> fucking great. The the right amount of you know humor, the right amount of emotional drama, the right amount of you know action. Uh, the ending on the fucking cliffhanger is like, oh shit, Joel's bleeding out through his fucking guts. What the hell? And she's like, please wake up. I don't know what to do. Please wake up. I don't know what to do. I can't do this without you. Yeah. And just the, so, the basically admitting, uh, her admitting that, you know, she cares for him. Yeah. And him not saying it in so many words, but by his actions showing that he cares for her. Yeah. Apparently they spent months between Tommy and the college town together. No, it was just a week. Was it a week? I thought it was a couple months. <clears throat> yeah, he actually says five days. Uh, made it in five days. But in, oh, that, right. that, in yeah. that stretch of time, he's telling her about how things used to be, teaching her about football. He's teaching her how to shoot a rifle, you know, things yeah. like that. Oh, that's right, because, okay, never mind. I know why I was thinking months. Never mind. Well, that's something I wanted to bring up real quick. So... I watched the trailer for next week's episode and next week's episode is titled left behind. Do you remember mm. the significance of this? Mm-hmm. So for everyone kind of curious what it is, and I'm just going to lay it out there. Next week's episode is a full on flashback is a flashback to Ellie prior to meeting Joel or even Tess. Um, she has mentioned that her friend, well, she met she met Joel and Tess at the same time, so you probably met Marlene. Oh, that's right. She met yeah, sorry, I met Marlene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um she's mentioned a couple times in the show already that her and her friend 
we're in a, we're in a mall and got bitten, but Ellie didn't get infected. We're getting that story, which is called Left Behind. Now, here's something fascinating, and I think this is really cool and really clever. When Last of Us came out in 2013, it was just the game. Right after this particular moment in the game, it just goes right to the next moment, which is a few months down the road. A couple months, a month, something like that. But it's wintertime. You might have seen a meme online of a woman being distraught and a rabbit comes out of a hole. And she's like, that's the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. And then the rabbit gets shot by an arrow and she goes, oh, and covers her face. It was a meme that went around the internet for a whole long time. That's the first shot, basically right after Joel gets skewered and, and falls off the horse. However, and this is an important context here. When the DLC called Left Behind had come out, I think, what, six months after the game's release? Yeah, it was in that first year. Yeah, it was in the year, yeah. Um, It was the story of Ellie and her friend Riley in the the mall. Um, But always thought of, of it being unimportant. Not something that was something we needed to see. Well, when they came out with the remaster, they adjusted a couple things. Because Neil Druckmann said that this part of the story needs to be told right after Joel gets seriously injured. So when you play the DLC in the remastered version, which I actually have downloaded on my PlayStation, it starts with the cutscene of Joel on, like... Like it's it's kind of like a cut, like an edited version, but him falling, getting skewered on the horse, falling off the horse, and Ellie being like, I can't do this without you. The reason that they did that was because Neil says that this story of her and Riley in the mall is a good breaking point for the audience to get a little bit of a flashback before the next traumatic moment in the in the in the story. Um that being said, with the complete remake, if you will, uh, that came out for the PS5 called just Last of Us Part 1. Mm-hmm. When you play that game, there is no DLC because that story of Riley and, and Ellie... Integrated. It, it's just integrated. It's just a part of the whole con- continuity. So for the show, they're doing the exact same thing. And it's fucking clever. It is brilliant. So... I'm real excited for this. But yeah, we got three more episodes of the show. I know exactly the beats they're gonna hit to the end. <laughs> like it's crazy that like I know the story so well that I'm like, yeah, this episode and then and then the whole like the the winter storyline is gonna hit for episode eight, and then nine's gonna do the finale, and I know what happens in the finale. <laughs> oh, dude. I can't get over how good the show is. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I'm Uh, really enjoying it a lot. Let me look at a calendar real quick because... Fuck! I almost fucking fucked up. I almost fucked up. So, we have three things to watch next week. Since we're going to wrap up this podcast here, folks. Um, So, we have Last of Us Episode 8... Or, Episode... Seven, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Last of Us episode seven, Poker Face episode uh, eight, and The Mandalorian season three episode one. Oh, that comes out next week. Comes out on the first. 
Today's the 22nd. Yeah. We're in... We're in February. Next Wednesday is the 1st. Is next Wednesday the 1st? Yeah. So we're watching it that calendar. So we're watching it and then recording afterwards. Yes. Okay, Um, okay. I'm pretty sure it starts on the first. Give me a second here. Because I it remember does. that the last three episodes. Yeah, okay. It does, because we're re-watching The Mandalorian here this evening. Uh, in the past few evenings, we've been watching. We, we watched season one. Uh, we're getting ready. to, And I'm two episodes into season two. Get, we're getting ready to start the third episode of season two. And then we're going to watch the book, book of Boba Fett again. To get, you know, all the story to be caught up for next week. I know that people have to do that, but I never oh, do. We don't have to. We just choose to. Okay. Because I, like, I, I know people that ha- they have to do that or they forget like half the shit. My brain just fucking, it's there. It's permanent. I don't know. Like I heard someone complain about Telltale Games. Like they didn't come. They like, each new episode came out two months after the last one. And they were like, how am I supposed to remember what happened in the first episode by the time episode two comes out? And I'm like, first off, there's a recap. Secondly, how are you forgetting that easily? So, I don't know. But that's just me. That's just me. I put a lot of shit in my brain. <laughs> well, I do too. Uh, anywho. But yeah, so I'm excited for that. We're going to get double dose of Pedro Pascal. It'd be funny if he fucking guest stars on the next episode of Poker Face. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen. No, no. Uh, but yeah, so those three things. Um, make sure you follow us on the socials, which are listed down below. If we add anything, we'll try to keep you updated. We didn't this week, and we usually don't because we're fucking dumb and forget. Um, uh, we're like busy doing other things, and we're like, oh yeah, we're supposed to do that. And then you're surprised. Uh, but yeah, so, but make sure you follow anyway, because you also get updates on when the new episode goes out. So there's that. Uh, bu- 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 check out the Teespring store if you want to get, uh, you know, a mug or a t shirt or whatever with uh, our logo with our faces on it. Uh, spring's around the corner. So people are going to start, you know, wearing less warm clothing. And all the proceeds from that go right into the podcast, whether it's paying for the IP or. You know, some other fee that we that I don't know about. It goes right into that. So keep that in mind. Um, check out our YouTube channel. Um, that's where you'll find uh, episodes of the podcast, which is which is also linked down below. Um, I know that a lot of people like to listen to podcasts through the YouTube channel. Or at least I've heard a few people like to do that. Listen to podcasts, not our podcast, but podcasts in general. So. That's where you can do that. I need to adjust that on my notes because I don't know how else to say that. Anyway, that's it. That's it for my notes. Mike, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. and It's also linked to my Twitter and Instagram accounts. And basically makes it your one-stop shop for everything I'm up to. Um, right now, it's mostly that uh, that figure. Yeah, yeah, I made a few posts, and, you know, depending on what I get done today, you know, I'll probably make another update, and, but, yeah, um, 
really am really pleased with how it's coming along. So it looks good. good. Looking good. But yeah, that's everything I'm that's that's me in a nutshell. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? Uh you can follow me on Chubrock or follow me at Chubrock on all socials. I don't know why I'm having trouble saying that, but yeah, just search Chubrock Geek. You'll find me. It's pretty easy. Um I've been streaming a lot more lately with my friends. Uh it's mostly just to get clips. Because we would play on PlayStation, and I could get clips with voice, but you can't do that on Xbox. But we've been playing with a guy who only has an Xbox, so I've been streaming to try to get more clips. But, uh, yeah, if you want to come watch us live, and uh, I stream at night, so, you know, if I'm on, if I'm on, then yeah. We also need to figure out when we can do a, uh, it's hard right now with my fucking job, but a um, Jackbox stream in the future. Yeah. I haven't done that in a fucking minute. I still, still, I like, so I did play Jackbox Party Pack 9 at uh, my buddy Andy's house with his kids. Um, oh, yeah? It's pretty fucking fun. There's a couple games that I think would be fun with streaming on the, on that pack. So, we'll need to check that out. Uh, but yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, Mandalorian Season 3, um, Last of Us Episode 7, Poker Face Episode 8. Watch those. Join us next week. Thank you so much for listening. Always remember, fuck the GOP, fuck the NRA. Donate and help where you can. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.